The main thing needs to be the main thing in this game, and that main thing needs to be you. So, Mike Gundy, Dagnabbit, it's time to remind, stand up and you tell him. You tell him I'm Mike Flippin' Gundy. I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me, Kenny. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you very much for stopping by to make this your first listen. You could be anywhere. We're so happy that you choose to be here. You can find us on every single podcasting platform as well as visually on YouTube. You can find me personally at All Day O State. Is my Gundy, at this very moment, playing some super sketchy savant-level game of chess. Well, he very well might be. The main thing is we played like we practiced. I got to give uh, a shout-out to the Believe in OK State podcast. Megan, Justin, you guys nailed it. But Yves Batoba mentioned right away that he said it looked like we handled this like a glorified scrimmage. Justin agreed, Meg agreed for the most part. Well, I got one thing that we can all agree on 100%, and that is we did have our first major coaching error of the year. Now, after we're done with this, we're going to move on because it's Arizona State. But we do need to talk about kind of what happened because I think uh, I think Eves is on to something here. We had our first major coaching error, and that was allowing complacency. Complacency became infectious. That's something we can all agree on. Gladly, it's game one. But the complacency factor definitely popped its ugly head up here. And we're all in agreement because we've all been there. Looking ahead happens. Not taking your opponent seriously enough, it happens. When you're in preparation and you think some type of way, it affects you. Your own thoughts, your own assumptions. Complacency makes you study film less because you already do feel some type of way. And as soon as you find out, right, that one or two things that you already probably thought were true are true, then you go on very way. Like if you think you can exploit a defense or a guy on the defense based on your ability, and then you see something on film that says, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I got this guy cooked all day. You would rather go on a date, drink a cold cola, or pick up a controller and hop on some NCAA or Madden. Guys, as a wide receiver, you know, I've seen it. I've been a part of it. I've done it. Like uh, in college, we had a game coming up against number one undefeated Tabor College, and we absolutely curb stomped uh, Ottawa, and we we destroyed them 34-0. Film wasn't Super exciting, but it also wasn't crazy relaxed either. The next week, we had Southwestern College before the biggest game of the year against Tabor. The millisecond, y'all, I found out that the opposing corner was a five foot nine kid from Katy, Texas, guarding the X spot. I wasn't too worried about the film. 
I knew that if I just focused on my responsibilities, I'd be fine, or at least that's what I thought. And we did still win the game 50 to 30, but it was ugly and it shouldn't have been. And it threw off our preparation and it screwed us for the game that we were all so excited for, the game we were all so ready for. And we ended up dropping a dud, losing 33 22 to Tabor. Now, shout out to Tabor. They did end up going 11 1 and losing in the later round of the playoffs. Um, and of course, uh, shout out to my uh, my fellow friends, Falcons, who are also undefeated right now in the season, 2-0, after pulling another classic A-whooping of Ottawa the other day. But 100%, this is the approach that we went with, right? And it allowed complacency to pop its ugly head up, and it got us. That's just kind of what this was. And it's our coaching errors because we allowed it, right? Something in the preparation was more relaxed than it needed to be. You always hear all the time, you know, we, we approach every single game the exact same. And, you know, the, the, the game this week is just the next game on the schedule. Heck, we've heard Gundy say it in regards to Bedlam. That ain't true. It's not true. Now, the reason coaches say it is because you do not want your players to become complacent, which I think is kind of what happened here for the UCA preparation. We knew we were going to stay base the whole time. We knew we weren't going to get crazy with stunts and twists and blitz and different packages. We weren't going to do the NASCAR stuff. Offensively, obviously, we had a game plan for all three quarterbacks to get equal number of throws out for the most part, as opposed to establishing a game plan. So if, if, if that's going to be the case, then is this not maybe the game within the game that we finally get to see some stuff? Could it possibly be that for all the, the madness that was the Central Arkansas game, that there's some weird, super sketchy, almost, again, savant-level game of chess being played here? I mean, we did play 73, 72, 73 players. I think the only team in the Big 12 who got to play more guys was OU. Are we at a plug-and-play stage? Absolutely not. And we must have a new game plan for Arizona State, but sometimes something like this is beneficial. Sometimes you need that, that wake-up call. You need the thing that kind of puts the checks and balances system in place for you as a team. I mean, heck, we heard it recently from Kenny Dillingham, Arizona State's coach, which we're going to cover uh, here in a little bit, but he had a lot of interesting things to say. One of those things was in regards to not being able to prepare for Oklahoma State because he's just shooting in the dark, right? He doesn't really have a, a, a rhyme, rhythm, reason for understanding what we're going to do. He knows the offense we've been running for years. He also knows that we were working on some beefier stuff this offseason, and then he also knows we went back to the same Oklahoma State offense that we ran last year and the year before, basically, in game one. Now, I do think Kenny Dillingham's wrong about one thing in regards to the aspect of, okay, I'll just I'll give you the tease here for the next segment. It is what it is. Kenny Dillingham recently has come out and said that if the – if, if you're changing your game plan, then they've already won. They're already in your head because you're already doing something different just in preparation for them or in the game for them. Is he on to something? Or could he be slightly crazy? I don't know. I don't know. 
We're gonna we're gonna definitely get to that in a second. But uh, today, guys, brought to you by Game Time. Last minute tickets are very important. If you're gonna get your hands on them, it doesn't really matter if you're playing it or not. So yeah, let's move on. Arizona State. Let's just do away with whatever was Central Arkansas. Okay, it's done. It's over. Now we get to move on to Arizona State. Arizona State's definitely got some weapons, some weapons that we all need to talk about. We all need to be prepared for. But, of course, we need to talk about uh, Kenny Dillingham and why there is or really should be a little bit of animosity when we play Arizona State. Guys, do we all forget the dirt cutter? took the Oklahoma State job in 2001, and then like two days later, he said, actually, never mind. I rescind. I would prefer to go be the coach at Arizona State. And then he was at Arizona State as a head coach from 2001, 2006. Went on the NFL, had a pretty good NFL career. But that led us getting Les Miles, which led us getting my Gundy. But let's think back to then, in the situation we're all in now, that before Gundy got this job, Arizona State was viewed as a much bigger job, a much better job, a much more prestigious job. Not exactly the case anymore, is it? I think not. You know what I also think? I also think when uh, you're going through the hiring process, you need to make sure that you hire the right people, the right right time, right fit, you know, the whole nine yards type of thing. And LinkedIn jobs is the the way that you can get that done. So do yourself a favor. Whenever you're about to look for the right employees for your company, give LinkedIn jobs the first crack at it so you can get the right hire the first time around. There's a multitude of reasons why small businesses do in fact consider LinkedIn jobs number one in developing quality hires versus all of the leading competitors. They have simple tools and screening questions to make it super easy for you to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you're going to interview. Add your job with a personal hashtag in the hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. Spread the word that you're hiring. LinkedIn Jobs is going to help you find the qualified candidates that you get to talk to faster. And best part, you get to post your job for free. Go to LinkedIn.com slash college. Again, that is LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. But do not let the next best hire get away from March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. From you. All right, now we get to jump in to the meat and taters section of this whole deal here. And to me, that's going to be Arizona State. So let's talk about, just in general, what we need to kind of uh, look out for. There's a stated confusion when it comes to Oklahoma State, right? Coach Kenny Dillingham has already said that kind of hard to get prepared for Oklahoma State, not only because we played multiple quarterbacks, but but, but we because, I know I can't speak English sometimes, because we used kind of different play calling for all three as well. And we didn't really get a lot of the running game established to the very end. 
So it's kind of hard to get prepared. And then defensively, we did a whole heck of a lot of nothing, right? So other than realizing that our defensive line can get a lot of push, there's not a lot to see out there. But this dude, Coach Kenny Dillingham, yeah, I'm going to give him a little bit of crap real quick because if you look up some of his interviews and stuff like that, when he got the job, he was on the uh, you know on the, the podium and he was bawling his eyes out, kind of unnecessarily. But at the same time, like you get it, this is their Gundy. This is the prodigal son that's returned home to his alma mater. So it does matter to him. And then he turns around after coaching. Jordan Travis at Florida State, Bo Nix, formerly you know of Auburn, now at Oregon. He was able to go out and grab the biggest quarterback get in Arizona State history with the six foot four, hundred ninety pound Jaden Rashada. Jaden Rashada is very good at, at pocket manipulation. He has an absolute cannon for an arm. He has obviously great size, great great frame, and great ability to grow into it. He has a very good deep ball that can do both lead the wide receiver and also give the wide receiver the, the opportunity to go up and win the 50-50 opportunities as well. And he's athletic enough when rushing the ball that it's not a completely foreign concept to him. The running back, Cameron Scadaboo, is awesome. He is absolutely awesome. He's fun to watch. Five foot 10 225-pound running back, Sacramento State transfer that threw Sacramento State on his back and led them to a perfect 11-0 championship season before his transfer, rushed for the fifth most yards in school history last year at 1,373, over seven yards of carry, 7.01 to be exact. He averaged 7.48 yards of carry in his career at Sacramento State. His own teammates at both schools described him as a big A bowling ball that you're trying to bring down. Does that sound familiar, Cowboy Nation? It should. Sounds a little Jalen Warren-esque, does it not? Luckily, he's not as shifty as Jalen Warren. He doesn't quite run like Jalen Warren, but he will run you over. His spin move in traffic is very impressive, and he'll gladly jump over you in a heartbeat. And you also won't see him going backwards very often at all. Yes, I'm aware he only rushed for 71 yards this past game, but he also had 41 receiving, and... They went through like a two-and-a-half-hour uh, weather delay. We all uh, know that can screw you up pretty good. And then naturally, of course, Melquan Stovall is a wide receiver, number seven, absolute savage. He didn't get the Cody Stovall height, but he did get the Cody Stovall plus some level speed. Of course, he, he worked out with his track team in high school. He was the fastest guy on the team while also not even really being on the track team. He's a their BP kind of style of guy. The emphasis here has got to be tackle, tackle, tackle. Take him to wrestling practice if you need to, my Gundy. Pull an Eddie Sutton, right? Instead of putting your, your football guys in football pads because they're already there, take him down to the wrestling room. Let John Smith and some of those guys get a hold of him for a bit. Teach him a little, little bit, a little bit of toughness and tenacity to roll into this game. Xavier Galleroy, got to be somebody that we pay attention to. Again, he only had 73 yards, but he's a major problem. Six foot three, 210 pounds. He's crazy talented. Alongside his two, six foot 295 pound teammate, Elijah Badger, who is a definite Brennan Presley return level guy. 
So getting uh, getting beat by him is probably not uh, very smart, okay? And then they also brought in Texas transfer Troy O'Mary, six foot four, two hundred twenty pounds, who was brought in to be the replacement at Texas for Devin Duvernay, and he started playing very early on. Played in four games as a freshman at Texas before tearing his ACL, and they're tied in. Coming back to Arizona State was possibly the biggest recruiting job that Kenny Dillingham has ever put forth successfully. Equally as big as landing Jaden Rashada, the biggest recruit in their, their program's history. Guys, getting Jalen Conyers back uh, another year after he could have transferred because Herm Edwards left. Herm Edwards left. Jalen Conyers. Sounds familiar? Probably because he was the four-star, consensus four-star guy that went to OU. He was ranked the number 74 player in America by 247. And uh, he had over 100, or 420 yards last year with, you ready? Drum roll, 346 of his 422 yards coming in the last five games of the season. He had 170 yards after contact, which was fifth most of anyone in all his call football at any level. He forced the most missed tackles in the entire country. He's legitimately chasing and at this rate will likely surpass Baltimore Ravens, great legend and top three greatest Ravens of all time and never won a Super Bowl and tied in Todd Heap. I'm just saying, this could be, dare I say, should be the appropriate Josiah Johnson coming out party. NFL eyes will be on this game. NFL scouts, executives, everybody is going to be pretty curious to see this game simply because of the firepower that's going to be on the field. And I think a lot of that NFL eye-wise is going to be on Jalen Conyers. If we can get to Jaden Rashada early and we can make him one-dimensional, and we can get to Scadaboo, like the bowling ball lane with bumpers. Actually, you know what? Not bumpers. Scratch that. Scratch that. We tackled with bumpers this last game. Let's just not do that. Uh, get rid of the, the bumpers acronym. We just need to tackle. Just be more physical. Out physical this team. Set the tone early. Be meaner. Be stronger. Be faster. Again, all gas, no breaks, leave no quarter. Let the D at least go crazy. We know playing three quarterbacks is tricky, right? We also know playing three quarterbacks again is going to be tricky offensively. Getting 22, 21, 20, 19, whatever snaps a piece isn't probably the best recipe for success, especially with the new kind of clock management style of rules. I just, I hope that we find a way to just hammer home the presence of physicality here. We can be really good if we don't mess that up. And I just got an amazing opportunity, uh, greatly appreciative of uh, the opportunity to make the trip down to Tempe. Just got the opportunity last night, though. So uh, probably probably cannot swing this one. But if you're looking to get into a game, 
you don't need to worry about whether you need to plan for months in advance because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. With game time, it isn't stressful anymore. It's the fast, easy way for you to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Of course, you know they got killer deals, last-minute tickets, best prices guarantee. You can stop stressing. You can get hyped up. You can get ready to rock and roll. They've got flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. They have image of the seats and the views, so you already know what you're getting into. Lowest price guaranteed. Event cancellation protection. Job loss protection. Forget about all the planning. Forget about all the crazy. This is what you need in your life. And you can buy the tickets directly to your phone. You don't have to mess with the email and all that fun jazz. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, of course. But again, create that account. Redeem your code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, all one word, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Yeah. That's all I want to see. I think that's all all of us want to see. It's just to get rid of the idea, to get rid of the fallacy that you have to be one-dimensional. I know it's early on, but I also know we did a lot of that already this last game. Let that be the dud, right? Because as people pointed out in 2021, we barely beat Missouri State week one. And that ended up being likely, at least arguably, the greatest defense in Oklahoma State history. So, yeah, we we shouldn't all jump off the conclusions map right away, sure. But as we just put forth, Arizona State's state of confusion could be something that we benefit from. Arizona State's top threats offensively, we better be prepared for. And I'm thinking that our players saw the the same result last week. Our players probably got chewed upside down seven ways from Sunday as they should have. But I guarantee you the coaches aren't in complacency mode at the moment. I guarantee you the coaches aren't like, okay, well, we're going to go super base and super developmental yet again against a Power 5 future Big 12 opponent in Tempe, Arizona. So there's got to be an uptick, right? An uptick in familiarity, an uptick in preparation, an uptick in in intensity. Guys, the physicality and the intensity have been the name of the offseason for the most part. So to come out game one you got to wonder, like, what cut our legs out from under us? Well, it was probably just the the aura of the coaches and just the understanding that we're going to go super basic, right, because this is this opponent. We're going to get as many players in the game because this is that opponent. I can guarantee you some of those guys, some of them, maybe not all, maybe maybe even just a little bitty bit, but some of them did not focus a whole heck of a lot on this game, especially your starter guys that knew they were going to get pulled and rotated quite a bit. It's a fact of life. 
But now we get to move on because it's Arizona State week. Arizona State's got a lot of offensive weapons that we need to pay attention to. Tomorrow we'll dive into a little bit more of the Arizona State State stuff. But I think uh, I think that's pretty pretty good for this one, guys. Make sure that uh, if you haven't yet, go check out some of the O State podcasts that are out there, like Believe in OK State, like OK State Probs, because you want to acquire as much information as physically possible. We're gonna grow this thing. We're gonna grow the brand along with the brand. All righty, y'all. I reckon we're going to have not a lot to say about the offensive side of the ball tomorrow. Um, But, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll jump into some of it, of course. All right, y'all. You know I love you. God bless. Of course, go Pokes. And thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You could be anywhere. You choose to be here. I love you for it. All righty. Later, taters.